Welcome back to the CA Power Players Podcast. Today, I got the ultimate power player. Dude's doing massive events, sales training, tours, travel in the world. Got a crazy mastermind and specializes in door-to-door, which our industry needs so desperately. Welcome to the podcast, Sam Taggart. Super honored and privileged to be here. I'm excited. And I, and you say it, this industry desperately needs it. I just, start, I just actually just got off a coaching call this morning with an insurance agent helping him with this. And he's like, man, don't train any other insurance agents. Cause if they learn this shit, like I'm gonna have more competition. And I was like, <laughs> I've, I've been saying this. Yes. You know, like, yes. It's such a, such an underutilized art in your industry. Dude, totally, man. I mean, I, I, I wish I'd have known you. I started in the industry back in um, 20, I was really door knocking in 2011, 2012 when I first started. And I had no clue what I was doing. People thought I was nuts that I was cold door knocking, but man, I loved it. Like, I loved it. It was so good, you know? For, for those that don't know you, um, and they're going to get to know a lot about a lot more about you because we're going to start to do a lot more together. Well, I'd love you to share your story, how you got in the space, and how you're helping dude, millions of people around the world with sales now. Yeah. So I, I've knocked doors since I was 11. I've never had a W2 job. Wow. Um, I've just, I painted the addresses on the curbs all through high school and, mm. you know, I made great money. I had 11 of my buddies working for me. We call ourselves the gutterman. And then I graduate high school and I got, you know, in 2008, I went straight to Dallas, Texas, two days later and start selling alarms. And so you know, I did alarm sales all the way through to 2015 and mm. I worked for Platinum then a company called Vivint and I was their number one rep in 2014 and I was always in the top 10 and just always did really well. I had a big team of like 70 sales guys and, you know, we travel around the country and we just go slay alarms. And then 2015 into that, I got into solar, did that for a couple of years. And then January 2018 is when I launched my first door to door con, had about 800 people our first year and you know, now it's been, we're going on our sixth year, kind of a similar track as you guys. And, uh, you know, we will have over a couple thousand people there this year. We had a couple thousand people there last year. And, uh, you know, I've coached over 250 company owners in their offices, going out to their companies, fly around and speak all over the, all over the world now. And, uh, what's crazy is like to see how much of an impact the direct sales outreach, Mm -hmm can do for a roofing an insurance a solar a pest alarm company you know to to build a team of ninjas that are 1099 that go out and hustle is so impactful for growth when i think so many people are so we call them herbivores instead of carnivores and you know they're like where's my leads where's my you know and it's like i've just helped build cultures and systems and trainings and recruiting systems to help really streamline the process for for companies that want to do door-to-door and it's been a it's been a really fun process, dude. You've had a, uh, a cr- crazy resume too, and just experience like you've done so much. Um, what do you enjoy the most out of everything you do? Because you've done a lot. It's funny. Like last year, I had this idea. You know, everybody has a bucket list, and yes, I was writing out like mine's like seventy deep. You know what I mean? It's just Ooh. like here i don't do this I don't, you know i'm all a firm believer of like write out all your top 100 experiences you want to experience in life it's cool and i was like you know when i retire i want to do this i don't have enough time like do i want to be old and crippled when i do this stuff and i was like hell 
everybody has a bucket list. So then I was like, I'm going to start a Taggart bucket list mastermind where we mm-hmm. just go to epic places. We went to Egypt. We're going to Peru in uh, October. Like, um, and I just was like, I like to take, you know, high vibe people to epic experiences and be able to create, you know, mastermind essentially where you put people in a room and you start to kind of facilitate exercises where you just kind of create the space and you, it's crazy to see what unfolds. And, you know, I run two masterminds. I have the expert circle. It's a bunch of business owners that are just focused on a yearly, it's like minimum a year, but some of these guys have been at two, three, four years mm-hmm. that we do. Like we're taking them to Switzerland next month. Um, and we do some Epic stuff. We just were in Dallas last week and, you know, we work on your business and leadership development, but the, the tiger bucket list my one is just, I'm going to this dope place. So if you want to come, come like I'm taking people to Lake Powell next week, part of the tiger bucket list mastermind. Like I'm like, anybody wants to go to Lake Powell, come part of it. It's gonna be fun. So and awesome. It's fun. Yeah. You're a naturally inclusive guy. You know, you could just tell, I could see it from the moment I met you. I'm like, man, this dude just likes doing fun stuff with other people. Yeah. Um, is that just your personality style? Has it always been like that? It's funny. Like I'm like such an intro extrovert. People would automatically pin me as the most extroverted dude. Cause I'm like the center of the party. You know, I'm the first to get up on karaoke. I'm the first to like be the fun light. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm also the type where I'm like, dude, I could spend a week in my house. I could be on the show alone and probably win and be fine. Like yes. I love just chilling and like alone. Cause I'm writing, I'm productive. I don't have anybody in my ear. Um, but I, I, I find my fulfillment comes when I have those aha moments. It's like, that's the fun part about being a parent is like watching your kids have that awe moment hmm. or seeing, you know, Mickey Mouse for the first time where us going to Disneyland, it's like, ah, oh, it's Mickey Mouse. Like, and we know it's fake. Like, yeah. you know, to see them and their, and their shock and their awe. Like I love to do that to business owners. So like I took my mastermind to Guatemala last year. You dropped them into this Temescal, which is like this pizza oven for humans. And you're like in the sweat lodge naked with this drum ceremony, chanting chants to your mother's womb and then being blessed by the Mayan elders. Like, you know, that stuff is cool. Like people are just like, what, where are we? Let's zoom out for a second. Like, and you know, to go experience that kind of thing, like, and, and for me, like you just, it's stuff that people would never do on their own. That I'm pushing people like, Last week in my mastermind, I made everybody build boats out of cardboard and then race these boats. And this like pressured and challenged their communication skills and team building skills. And like we jump on the lake and we have to go ride these cardboard taped boats around. And, you know, just like they're like, why are we doing this? And I'm like, look at all the lessons that I could pull from this exercise. And and it was really cool to see. I, I just think it's like we don't challenge ourselves enough in our mm. thinking, environments and I love to push the limits and, you know, from running Ironmans to, you know, doing cold plunges to anything that's going to be like, what you just did what I yes. yes. So you did an Ironman as well. Yeah. Did we didn't even know that about each other? I've done, I did one, but, um, uh, it was a couple of years ago, but it was wild, man. It was cool. Yeah. 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 It's a lot. So here's one thing. That's the theme that I'm noticing, right? There's a couple themes I want to touch on. I'm going to go with the first one is like, um, so many people in business, they like just stop having fun. Yeah. Right. Like it's just, you don't need to have fun. Like, you know, you're working, you're serious, dude. You, like you, Coach Bird even tells me, who a mutual friend, you, Coach Bird always tell, tells me about, uh, he's at one of your masterminds. I'm guessing it was the, the expert circle. Yeah, the circle. And next thing you know, you're playing hide and seek in the, in the mansion, right? In the house. 
yeah, and stupid coach Burp poops out. He's like, oh, I'm not going to participate. Mike, but every other person was like, I'm game. <laughs> Maybe it's because I attract the people that are like, full send, I'm game, because that's my motto. It's like, full send. Yeah. And so to play sardines and ghosts in the graveyard in a mansion with a bunch of business owners is not something. <laughs> what's the average age of this group? Like, what's the age range? Like at least? 40. I okay. bet, you know, maybe like 35, 40. You know, it's pretty funny. I got some older folk and then I got some younger folk that are in their like mid 20s. But okay, like, cool. it's just funny because to, again, I'm like, all right, we're going to play sardines or we're going to play ghosts in the graveyard. And it was like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's going to be fun. And I'm like, we're going to be kids again. Because people forget how to be kids again. Yes. I'm doing LARPing at my next event. I'm hosting a hundred and something people in San Diego, straight up making LARPing swords. And we're doing a battle and we're going to go LARP against each other. I threw in chalk fights like Hare Krishna, like chalk festivals. I've done like, I'm talking like just for me, it's like we forget to have fun and we forget yes. Find the child thin because we think that we're in trouble or we think it's like not professional. We think it's not. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's not living though. Yes. And I'm just kind of shameless about it. I'm like, like so one of the events I did, I bought like 700 no soliciting signs and I sent everybody out to the neighborhoods. There was like a hundred and some people. And I said, you got to get rid of all these no soliciting signs. You got to go sell them door to door. <laughs> so these guys go door to door selling no soliciting signs. Part of my event. <laughs> We made like, I don't know, like 1500 bucks or something like that. Like we, you know, in like a matter of two hours, like it was just so funny to watch like the, the creativeness and I like put these challenges in inside of it. Like, Oh, that's good. Anyway, it's fun. Gosh, that's cool, man. I love that. Like I, I think everybody needs to be more alive, awake, fun, cool version of themselves, you know, just yeah. like, yeah, that's so good. Next piece was like, I always catch and I, I can relate to this a bunch as well is I, like one of my core values is speed. I always have the phrase that I talk about details delay. And I feel like you're a guy that like is an idea guy that also implements from idea to implementation really quick. Yes. Talk about you that. Your fault sometimes. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Um, you know, there's many things that I've launched that have kind of just fizzled out and died on the vine, right? Like it's, I think too often we though have imperfect action is much better than perfect inaction. Mm. And I think it's hard a lot of times for people to wrap their heads around things might get messy. Like I do an event last week where, you know, I, I had two different events and I'm always open to fluid pivoting on the fly where I think by too much rigidity and too much data and too much detail, you actually don't leave space for what I call emergent learning or emergent experiences. So mm -hmm. I intentionally over the last five years throwing events, I've learned to just, I got four hours in the morning. I'm going to plan for an hour and a half of that. And then I'm going to like let the other time emerge into whatever is needing to get creative. And I'm going yes. to trust God is going to give me the right feedback from the scenario to guide it. And most mm. people are like, you're crazy. And I'm like, no, I run some of the most epic events because I'm not so like next, who's next. Okay. You've got 30 seconds left. Get out of here. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and that's how most people live. Yeah, but they do. Next time for creation in your life. So, you know, for me, it's like having time in the mornings to just have creative time where I go mm. write, I go draw on my vibe board, I go create, you know, giving flex time at an event to be like, like this next door to door con, I'm only having four keynote speakers and I'm giving like 45 minutes in between keynote speakers for what I deemed emergent fun. And I'm like, 
people are like, wait, you're having less, like most people be like cram in, fill in every minute. I'm like, I'm going to lead workshops, exercise. I'm going to make people do breath work. I'm probably like have some competition where they fight for something. Like, you know, something's going to come in those spaces that is unlike, you know, the, the planned rigidity would not be able to create that. Yes. Yes. And that terrifies people. The people terrifies people scared to death. They're like, for, for them to be in your shoes and do that in an event with like a that bunch of open you. space, they're going to be like, Oh crap. Nick, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know yet. It'll come to me in that day. And you guys be ready. So my team has had to learn. So my team has had to learn. This is like this is good. This is good, bro. This my is good. My team has had to learn. This is just how Sam operates. And guess what? I've lost employees because of it. Yes. People fought me so hard. And I said, dude, if you can't trust that I'm leading my people through intuition and I'm trusting like my own intuition in the moment. And I can't trust that you're going to say, Sam, whatever you need, I'm going to run to Walmart and go buy the 700 no soliciting signs now. They went to seven different Home Depots to get all the no soliciting signs. That of that activity was emergent. <laughs> it was like, I knew I want to do something interesting on Saturday. So on Friday, I'm like, you guys go figure out where to get me some no soliciting signs. And they're like driving around all across Las Vegas looking for no soliciting signs. Oh my God. And you know, that like, it, yeah, added some stress onto them. And yeah, sometimes they're up till midnight doing something. But like, I am open to saying, what does my team need? And what does this, you know, and I'm like, guys, you got to be fluid with me, or else you're yeah. going to struggle being in this relationship. And sometimes in family, like marriage relationships, that's always a struggle. Some people are like, I need, you know, and being able to learn how to communicate needs amongst one another from employee to boss, employee to partner in relationship. One of my needs is uncertainty. One of my needs is space mm -hmm. to create. One of my needs is God, tell me what I need to do right now. Like, Oh, pivot new speech. Just kidding guys. I was going to talk to you on this, but now we're going this direction. Yeah. I don't know why. And then every time people come up afterward and they're like, dude, I was crying when you shared this, when you did this, like, you know, my yeah. second speech at DoorDorCon, I'm literally like, oh, shit, should I put some slides together? I walk up on stage at 45 minutes, and I'm like, well, here we go, guys. And it was 10 times better than the one that I had. All the slides, all prepared, and I just spoke from the heart day, too, and I just like, I'm going to recap the whole event. I got 45-minute slot, and people were just in tears, freaking fired up. And I was wow. like, I had nothing prepared. I just told the story of my Iron Man <laughs> and was yes. like, you know, and I just let it come. Yes. I, I had a, that's on that note. It's such a good piece. You know, like my, um, my video guy, um, I, I was at a event giving a keynote last week at a conference and I did a break, couple of breakouts the next morning. And then somebody asked a question in the middle of the breakout, right? Which is great. I'm like, come on. So they asked a question. And then I went on for like, I don't know, five, 10, 15 minutes, just sharing ideas. And my video guy came up to me, Dylan, he came up to me after he's like, dude, we need more of those moments. You know what I mean? Where it's not slides, you know, and, but people are so scared of that stuff but it can be so like raw and original and you end up thinking about stuff that you have never shared before and it just is so authentic and vulnerable you know it's just so cool thank you yeah i think i mean it's i think that's why and and some people and i'm like fuck them so sorry for my language but i just some people come to events and they're like that was disorganized or i didn't like how that you yes. did this or that and i'm like i'm pretty damn organized i'm more organized than people think or else I wouldn't yeah. have got to where I'm at today. I'm actually very detailed. Like I sat down with my social media guy five seconds before we got on this podcast. I'm like, dude, 
why haven't you detailed out all the videos that you filmed last week so that you stay organized and don't forget about all the stuff that you filmed? Oh, well, I'll do that when I'm like, you're not going to do that because it's already been seven, eight days. You should have been doing that while you did it. So I've built systems to keep myself organized from note taking when I read books and podcasts to content to events. Yes. I have my own systems that is organized in my way. Um, but some people are like, that's chaotic because I would never be able to function that way. And they throw rocks. And I go, I would invite you to maybe see it from a different lens. Yes. Yes. I think that's something a lot of people struggle with in our industry is like with business in general, like just with business building and people and leadership, like they end up with a bunch of people that maybe don't see the vision or, or they're terrible at delegating and they just hoard all the work. You know, I would love to talk about like just people and leadership and like attracting the right people, getting rid of the wrong people, because there's a lot of agency owners watching that'll watch this that are earning 250 to 750k a year, but they're just doing it all and they just don't trust anybody, you know, or, or their staff. They should have fired them six months ago. So I love this topic because I've had to go through some hard freaking lessons on this topic. Um, my heart, I have such a big heart. It's hard to fire people. I have mm. such a big heart that I see the best in everybody in an interview to where my team had to be like, Sam, you're no longer allowed to interview and hire people. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like they literally were like, we need to defend you, Sam, because you're too nice. Like you just would assume that everybody's going to be badass. And in reality, they aren't. And my struggle is, is when they aren't, I'm like, but I love them and this is their livelihood. Let's just try to figure out how to keep them around. And it took me learning some hard lessons because I actually lost trust in the good employees because I kept the bad employees. Mm. I lost trust in my ability to lead because I was too soft when people walked on me. And they're like, Sam, we won't walk on you. But you allowing other people to walk on you makes it feel like we should be walking on you too. That's not fair. So I had to then grow a backbone. When I started to delegate and I said, hey, here's your job, your role, your responsibility, your training. I had to then say, and I'm counting on you to do your job. So one of our core values is contribution. And so now I preach, I'm like, hey, if you can't clearly define how your contribution is invaluable and irreplaceable, you should be concerned about your livelihood and this, your, your longevity of your job here. So make yourself invaluable and irreplaceable so that it's clear what your contribution is and undeniable that I have to keep you and continue to pay you more because I want to pay you more. And I, it's taken me five years to finally, like I'm, I've been doing this for five years now mm -hmm. and to finally go through and filter and hire and fire and, deal with the turnover and I've lost and started with a lot of, I've had to whitewash whole departments and be like, all right, back to start one and lose relationships. And that's hard. But I think for the first time, and it's taken me five years and I reiterate that that's a long time to finally feel like, man, I got my social guy on point. I got my sales team on point. I got my marketing on point. I got my events team on point. I got my customer service on point. You know what I mean? Like finally, and it's been just an active tweaking, redefining, let's shift a little bit. Let's make sure that we're still aligned. Let's track this data Let's have these accountability and project tracking. And for sure, there's room for improvement. Right. I realized real quick that I was a better salesman and marketer than I was a CEO. So I had to start putting people in place that I could trust to them manage the, the minutia. Because if I'm stuck in the minutia, 
I'm not doing the revenue generating, marketing, lead generating type activities. And I think that if you ask yourself and you're trying to take on everything, start asking yourself, what's the minutia that probably doesn't really require me? Meaning it could be data entry, it could be running reports, it could be cold calling, it could be, you know, it could be a lot of things that you start to build departments around that would then free your time up to then you create more money. Yes, it's good. It's definitely create more. Uh, Last question. Uh, We could talk for days, man. It's so good. Um, How does Sam scale? Just because I want to get in your brain for a second because I like the way you think. How does Sam Taggart scale everything you're doing to a whole nother level? So I went one direction where I had 10 full-time consultants traveling all over the country, helping implement businesses, door-to-door programs. I ended up firing all of them, but one. And I thought that was the direction I was going to scale. I was like, let's duplicate Sam. What I then realized was it was really hard to duplicate Sam. A Sam is a Sam. Mm -hmm. My experiences, my stories, my this. And I had a really good training playbooks and SOPs and follow this and track this. And it was hard because everybody wanted to put their own flavors. And I was like, guys, we're all over the place. And so what then I started to do was scale through group and sell in bundles instead of go more individual. Then I started mm. to build tech platforms that then supported to where I then became more of the host and created partnerships and created opportunities for other people to be the stars and Sam not to only be the star. So like our, our digital platform expand is a place where people can host their content, their stories, their categories or whatever. And I'm just like behind the scenes and I'm starting to be much more the conductor versus the lead chair, but I'm yes. not responsible for the outcomes, the business, you know what I mean? I built it to where it's like, I'm teaching, I'm empowering, and I'm saying I'm providing the host, the platform. You then get to go and dictate and relevant, like how you want to orchestrate your business. So it's been really fun to just step out of first chair and move into more conductor role. And that's helped me be in a place where I could scale at a much faster rate um, and duplicate. Yes. I love that answer. Uh, if, if they want to learn more from you, keep following you, man. Where do you want to send them and what do you want them to do? So if you're on YouTube, you can go to DDD Experts. Have hundreds of videos there on at the Sam Taggart on Instagram or DDD Experts, thesamtaggart.com. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can just Google me. Um, I'm here to help. I, I, I believe the smart, ambitious insurance guy that says, I want to start taking control of my outcome instead of being a used car sales lot waiting for somebody to show up. That guy would look into our stuff. Thousand percent. I love it. So good. Dude, thanks for being on Power Players Podcast. You're awesome and looking forward to doing more together. Thanks for sharing. Thank you, man. Appreciate you having me on. 